Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. very dramatic very dramatic isn't it I'm, i don't know if i'm a, if i'm a fan or not i feel like it was very short that yeah but also we didn't have the i quite like the talking over the no I, I'm, I'm glad that the whole chair spinning's gone yeah. but <laughs> I, feel, I feel like i quite like talking over the intro a little bit at the end oh there's no talking that over that it bit. goes like boom yeah well <laughs> we're back anyway yeah Happy New Year. Shit, yeah, it's New Year. I feel yeah. like there was a podcast last week, but it wasn't us. So, yeah, Happy New Year, everyone. Hope you had yeah. a lovely Christmas if you celebrated it. And yeah, we're ready. And welcome, to... To, welcome to Aussie's World at Crawley, because two games into the season, he's the world's top goal scorer. And apparently <laughs> yeah, that means something. <laughs> which, is, which, is, which is impossible to measure. Yeah. Just point that out right now. You see, that is the boldest claim. <laughs> the world's top goal. Sc- mm. uh, I mean, with a tilty head, maybe. With a very tilty head. Even I've... if he was embarrassed by it, he quote tweeted it and was like, oh. <laughs> like what's that? Hmm. Oh, I, like, I think if I had more time on my hands, I'd make it my yeah. life's work to maybe when I can't sleep in the middle of the night because of jet lag, I'll go trawling through lower league German clubs who've had an epic start to 2024. Yeah, there's there's no way. Um you know and here's the thing, there's that lad at Blackburn, uh, I can't remember his name, but he's 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 got a hat trick on Saturday. If he oh. scores the second he takes over, I'm gonna tweet Aussie and say I'm looking at <laughs> you know I, you, you gave it a really good go for that six days and uh I hope <laughs> that I hope that you bounce back from this. Oh just stupid in it. But but you know Crawley what? had not, a brilliant not, start to the year, didn't they? Right, Hannah. No. Do you know what? Right, points. <laughs> right, in terms of results, so you you're right. The six or six last night, you you didn't join until late. So 
I'm gonna say no, again. I was there. It was just because I was in that bar with the American football on, so I, oh, I stayed muted. I was I was there, but I was not well, participating. I, I was just happily doing the admin. It's fine. I'll say on here because there's people that obviously don't listen to the 606 and that i'll say on here what i said last night like as far as the win is concerned crawley are phenomenal at what they do which is they drag teams down to a level yeah. where they're, they're not comfortable and they, they beat them with experience yeah um i still maintain as far as footballing ability is concerned and you know passing the ball tactics like having a having a plan, like looking at them and being able to see some sort of structure to what they were doing, I still think, and I've had two days to think about it, they <laughs> are by far the worst footballing side we've played this season. And we lost 4-2. We didn't lose 4-2 because Crawley were the better team. We lost 4-2 because we were, we just fell to pieces. 85th minute, we were, we were dominant the entire game. We went 2-1 up. And then in the 85th minute, well, just about a minute or two before, we decided to just sit back and just let Crawley play with the ball in midfield. And then all of a sudden, it ended up in the area. They got a penalty. Sorry, no, they got an equaliser. Then they got a penalty. Um, and then they got the, a fourth goal, like all in the space of that, that short it was, window. It was kind of, uh, it seemed from afar, and I was, I was just getting super score updates, that it was a bit like that. Uh, Wrexham Barrow game, but at the end of the first half, where everything you know, Barrow had had the early goal again, and everything was going really well. And then you just saw, and the, the funny thing about the Bradford Crawley one was that you saw the the miss penalty, and then you saw the like because it came up as a miss penalty, and then it yeah. came up as a um Corey own goal. And I was thinking, oh, this is I. Like I've seen it back now. And How bad is it, by the way? Them, it's really, really bad. And it's very clearly an own goal. He couldn't have put it more in his own net if he tried. Well, I mean, um, like where, where I sit, I sit right next to the away changing rooms. Right. So like the, any any coaching staff or any players that aren't in the squad from the away team, they sit literally the row behind me. Yeah. And like I have to, so I have to keep myself quiet at times and I'm not allowed to really, <laughs> like it's hard. Yeah. But when that third goal went in, the conversation behind from the Crawley camp was, how have we done this? It's like, oh, even really? they didn't expect. Well, but that's how kind of shit housing wins happen. 100%. It, it, when, like, you know, you just dig down and yeah. take the chances. And this is what I said again last night. To, we're going to come on to Donny. We're going to come on to... Uh, Salford and even Swindon Crawley know their limits Mm -hmm. and they play to the strengths of their limits Mm -hmm. what they don't do and this is where the likes of Doncaster and Salford and Swindon are going wrong is they're trying to be something they're not. Crawley go do you know what we signed National League players last season Mm-hmm. They're not going to be, in terms of skill, better than what we come up against. So what we're going to do is we're going to use the strengths of the National League and we're just going to focus on that. And yeah. they didn't deviate from... They didn't try. This is the thing. They didn't try <laughs> at all. Like, Hannah, genuinely, we, we were just smashing the ball to them. And they'd, they'd smash it back. We'd pick it up. We'd go again. 
And <laughs> it's just, there was no, there was no urgency. It was like, if they'd have lost 2-1, fine. Like, it was like, yeah. okay, like, it didn't work. If, that, if that's the case, unfortunately, I feel like we defeated ourselves. And look, look there's been, look, I'm going to call Johnny Brayson out here. Cool. Because I was on the on the drive home, he called into Radio Leeds and he said, I'd drop Harry Lewis next week. He's like, he's conceded four goals. I'd drop Harry Lewis. No goalkeeper in the world Mm-mm. was stopping any of those four goals. We had, I think there were, I think for the third, the second goal, sorry, the cutback to uh, to the number 27, is it Campbell? I think it's his name, something like that. Tiny guy. The mm-hmm. cutback and the, the, there were five defenders between him and the goal. And he found he played he, he smashed he had yeah. all the room in the world he smashed it through. <laughs> Harry Lewis is we've conceded so many goals like that this season and they all seem to be smashed in from the the penalty spot. Mm-hmm. We all every team that we play seems to get a crossing and have a man just around that penalty spot free, completely unmarked. Nobody's closing him down. Nobody's followed him in. It's just there and they're smashing it in. And what's a goalkeeper? And from 12 yards, a goalkeeper's no. it's, it's a disadvantage. You can't drop Harry Lewis for that. Like, they, and, they, they and funnily enough, um, I wrote an article uh, defending Corey Adai last season, into, like very mm-hmm. similar, in that, yes, you know, his record didn't look brilliant, but when you put him against, I think I compared him to Lawrence Vigaroo, and the, the goal, the number of games that he played, because obviously, Crawley mm. had about five goalkeepers last season. That's an exaggeration, but they were managers very thin on the ground for goalkeepers for a while. And uh, and and Corey Adai is just one person, but there's there's a team of ten men in front of him Absolutely. whose job it is, or you know, within reason to uh, to stop the ball. Him being the last last yeah. line of defence. Um, yeah. we, we and I've had that argument with Bradford fans about Harry Lewis this season, where they, they're saying like. Oh, he's he's having you know, he's having a mistake every every single game. And look, don't get me wrong. There's been there's been there's been some mistakes this season. Harry yeah. will hold his hands up and say that this season he's not emulated last season. You know, last season it was being brutally honest. I don't want to say it was luck because he's yeah. a great goalkeeper, but I I do think it was luck in a sense of that we didn't have more opportunities against us that were kind of harder to save. Like he, he was pulling off some great saves, but they were once in a blue moon that he really had to work for it. Was this it season, Harry Lewis who played every single game yeah. last season? Yeah, I mean, 50, bless 50, him. Yeah. I mean, I know they have the summer off, but that's yeah. a heck of a streak. Yeah, and it was yeah the most the most consistent player we had last season. It went into this season as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it was a Papa John's Trophy game this season that he, mm. that was the first game he missed. It was uh, Grimsby away. That was the first right. game I think he missed. But when you're looking at like him as a as a player, like we this season are facing more shots a game than last. Mm-hmm. That's that's not on the goalkeeper. No, and I was looking at the like the goal differences, and there are some absolutely cracking, like Notts mm-hmm. County were had the top of the kind of number of goals that they conceded. Colchester are now top on 54. Yeah. Um, but you know, by contrast, Bradford's on 35. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we, we we're not scoring a lot of goals. 
Do you know, here's the other thing, and it's a it's an amazing start. Andy Cook is on the third, is the third highest. I don't know if it's in the EFL or if it's just in League Two, so I probably should have checked I, that. But mm. he, he's involved in the most goals this season, third most goals in, in terms of contributions to goals. Yeah, so yeah, people only look at goals and assists, but what they don't look at with, with like Cook is that there's been so many games this season where he's picked the ball up on the edge of the area, held off two or three men, played it out mm. to a winger, wingers crossed it in and we've scored. That don't go down as an assist for Cook, but with that, yeah. he's, you know, I think me and Cookie had a chat. Um, we were on 23 goals for the season at this point and Cook had been involved in 17 of them. And people were and people were saying drop him, and it's yeah. just we've got uh you know everything's gone back, um everything's gone back to how it how it was before Alexander came in because of this you know we lost against Crew we lost against Crawley, um Stefan Rupp is the problem Stefan Rupp conceded four on Saturday apparently he's the he's the reason we conceded four yeah I did yeah. see that <laughs> um people are talking about protests again it's just like. Shut up, um, just pipe down. Get you know, there's there's literally teams like Salford, Sutton, Colchester, Swindon who should be protesting, yeah, but aren't yet. They're still getting behind and hoping that they could turn Bradford a morning because they lose two games, like yeah. they were absolutely fine when we didn't lose in eight, like yeah. that was all of a sudden everything was great and people were pretending that it's not happening, but. Yeah, look, people. I, I gen. I think that there's there's been a selection of our fan base waiting for that run to end, and yeah. hoping that it ends so that they could come back and go. Oh, everything's shit. Let's <laughs> now make it work. It's embarrassing. Um, oh, only happens. What's the lyric? I'm only happy when it rains. I'm only happy when it's complicated. Yeah, geez, are they? Um, but do you know what? But, fair, fair play to Crawley. Crawley's well, goalkeeper coach Hannah. He's a he's a he's a listener. Oh. Uh, well, I could try and get him on. I'm a, a massive proponent of Corey Dye after all the research I did about him last year. Oh, you, oh, you, you'll if we can get him on, you'll have a great chat with him. Um, <laughs> um and Crawley are joint seventh. Mm. I mean, like they're, they're equal with uh Wimbledon, who are seventh, and MK Dons, who are eighth. But they've played twenty six games, whereas Wimbledon have played twenty five and MK Dons have played twenty four. So that puts them at the moment just outside the playoff positions. Crawley, there's loads. I mean, you you said to me, I can't even remember when it was. I've blocked the conversation. I don't know whether you were trying to get a rise out of me, but it, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, oh, you, you must be real. You must be real. Oh, it was after the Bradford game. You must be really uh, worried because you've only won two from the last nine, as it was then. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was like, "Oh no, you know, it's fine because this is Plan C. We're we're going to limp to January. It's all fine." And then I thought, "No, we're fine because there's no one that's consistent. Like you've got Walsall top of the form table, but have been really poor earlier in the season. We've got Crew who, uh." all over the place and just pulling massive kind of headline wins out of the bag like and we'll we'll talk about mansfield 
Crawley, who started really well. But Crawley, for me, are the ones, like there's other teams, like Morecambe are down to 17th at the moment. And, yeah. you know, they have only played 24 games, but that's where they are. And they, they were well up. But Crawley are the ones that the inconsistency seems to kind of be working for them at the moment. They're in a position that... I certainly didn't expect them to be in. I was one of the ones that when I did my predictions, Crawley were nailed on relegation candidates for me. But as, um, as anyone with any common sense... Yeah, the there was nothing to suggest that yeah. it was going to be any different. And, I, you know, we, we've talked at length over the last six months. Is it six? No. Yeah, five months yeah, five, since the season yeah. started about why Crawley are different this year. And I think, as you said, it's, you know, pulling players up from the National League. It's being stats driven. It's mm-hmm. using the data available to them. Um, complete and aside, there's a really good article on The Athletic today about footy scran and football catering in general. And Brentford, who are well known for using data, also use data from the catering to kind of determine what they serve and the price point and like the profit margins and kind of to hit, hit that sweet spot data and big data isn't going away. And the more teams tap into it. And that was the difference. That was Scott Lindsay using the data when he arrived that had been available previously. It was available to, um, Gosh, who else was there? Betsy, Betsy and... Matthew Everington, yeah. Darren Byfield. <laughs> but they didn't use it. Um, and now they are, and, and that's what's making the difference. And yes, they are inconsistent, but they Justin Johnson. <laughs> yeah. I mean they there as well. I think theirs is the closest uh, for and against. They're on minus one. Mm-hmm. Um, which is the closest in the league. There's you know, there's others there, and there's about a couple on minus two plus two. But yeah. yeah, I think Crawley's really interesting this season. And depending on they're another one like Swindon that tend to come out of transfer windows for the worse, um, often having lost players to Gillingham and to I can't think where else people have gone recently. But they it'll be interesting to see what happens this season, whether they bring more up from the National League given their mm-hmm. league position they're much more attractive than they were at the big, you know in the August transfer window as well yeah. so yeah I think Crawley's certainly it, they, they've started to be one that I, I look for their results yeah I, I look, I, yeah I always do anyway because I like to text Preston on a Saturday evening regardless <laughs> of the result yeah. you just give a little How thumbs up or thumbs down you on Saturday? Um, I didn't text him no, because Grant Grant put a tweet out and Preston liked it, so I was in a bad mood. <laughs> um, do you know something though? Just uh, aside from Crawley, so obviously we expected Crawley to be down there, and we've been like I've been talking about Doncaster potentially slipping into mm-hmm. trouble. We hadn't spoke about Grimsby, and like, look, we, no. both, we, we like Dave Artell, like we're big big fans of Dave Artell, but the, the work. Dave Attell's currently playing with a, another man's squad. He's got to make yeah. changes this month. None of the bottom four, Salford, Colchester, Forest Green and Sutton, none of them lost at the weekend. But Grimsby did. Grimsby are now three points ahead of Salford. Yeah. They're in danger of being dragged into it. Big time. 
Who did? No, Grimsby didn't play on Saturday. No, sorry, but what I mean is the bottom four all picked up points. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was there. It was it was game in hand. Like Forest yeah. and Sutton have still got a game in hand yeah. on Grimsby. Salford had a game in hand, but they've, yeah. they've, they've kind of closed. Everyone's closed the, the gap below. Um, yeah. Same with Doncaster as well, because obviously Doncaster lost. So yeah. Um, Grimsby is interesting and I remember when kind of candidates were being punted about and as you say we are massive fans of David Artell and I said to someone they're like oh why why do you love him so much and so I did my whole like yay David Artell's feel right yeah uh, elevator pitch I've got for, for, um, for David Artell and I was like but you need to give him time yes and they were like, yes, yes, we know that, you know, we know that we have to be patient. It's a kind of, it's a recovery. He's a project manager. We know what we're getting. <laughs> and then you still get like, I don't know how many games he is in. I'll tell out. And I can never work out how tongue in cheek it is. We've, we've got Bradford fans saying well, Alexander out. Well, right. I know, yeah. And they're yeah, not tongue in cheek. <laughs> we're a different breed, aren't we? Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, they're. Um, I think that bottom of the table is likely to change a fair bit. Mm-hmm. You've got Forest Green Rovers, who are joint bottom on eighteen with Sutton, who um, I nearly said didn't fail then. <laughs> <laughs> For anyone watching, I'm really jet lagged. I got back from America this morning, and I'm not not surviving very well. Um, but Forest Green Rovers have talked about you know extreme investment in January. Mm-hmm. It's very important to them, not just EFL football, but they've got plans that involve a new stadium. They they it's it's survive or die basically yes. for for Forest Green Rovers, and they drew on Saturday with. Salford so it's a kind of six pointer mm. if you like um Salford's another one but I see, I can see like Morecambe are heading down oh, and then again pull incredible wins out of the bag and yeah well, well I mean let, let's talk about a team that's no longer in that mix Tranmere Tranmere are phenomenal at the moment. What is it? Four wins in the last five, and obviously they lost to Barrow on Saturday. They lost to Barrow, but Connor Jennings was in the team of the week, and obviously quite fond of Connor Jennings. Yeah, and yeah, they've and it's really interesting the shift between before Nigel Atkins was permanent and then yeah. post. And it's almost like he either wasn't fully engaged as a caretaker manager or maybe didn't feel like he had the autonomy or maybe he was just kind of like understanding the lay of the land. Mm. But they're flying, I mean, flying relatively. But Oh, yeah, um, compared to where they were. I mean, yeah. compared to where they were, they've picked up, they've picked up nearly 50% of their points in the last five games. Yeah. I mean, do, you know, do you know they're currently in 16th yeah and and sixth in the form table that's what i was looking for so from the last six they lost against warsaw uh who i'm really looking forward to playing on saturday 
Um, I've and got three then... and three walls on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, lost to Barrow, which, you know, obviously you can't. But in there, they've got 4-2 against Notts County, 5-1 against mm-hmm. Salford. I mean, 2-0 against Harrogate. And Harrogate are another one that yeah. are, I mean, they're fourth in the Harrogate, Harrogate horrible to play. <laughs> do, do you know what? So you, you mentioned some um, about managers, uh, sorry, about fans, like people saying Artel out, like people saying Alexander yeah. out. When I look at the league table and I look through, because obviously we read through pretty much every single club's hashtags. Yeah. There's only one club in the league that I think the fans are unanimously behind the manager. And that's Barrow. Yeah, I would say people at Stockport. There's, there's, there are you, you, you. I wouldn't say that it's not a majority, but there <laughs> are there's worse. still that couple, still yeah. that couple of people that will find fault and they'll be like, yeah. I know, think you, at the moment at Stockport there is a kind of a level of frustration. Yeah, but it's not really aimed at Charlie for once. Um, yeah. you know he is. Um, making quicker changes he's uh being much less inflexible with um with formations but he's kind of got to be because we're like bare bones um but yeah i mean there's always there's always um people who will complain about the manager when you're in in the situation that we're in and the the Mm -hmm. kind of the points difference that's been eroded over the last few weeks. Yeah. And and then, um, like I say, looking at even, even Wrexham, there are some Wrexham fans that question Phil Parkinson and his <laughs> the style of way that he does things. Um, Mansfield, there's still people who, I, I can't remember who it was, but it's someone who comes on the 606. Are you on the 606? No, used to. He doesn't anymore. Harry still does um, every now and again. But there's a, there was a Mansfield fan who, who uh, he tweeted out, when they had that two game advantage on you and yeah, they, yeah. you know if they won they went top yeah and he tweeted out that he didn't have full faith that Clough would take advantage of those two games mm. which obviously they've lost yeah yeah them. um so there are there are still people even the you know they only lost two all season going into saturday they've only lost one there's still people yeah. that are not 100% sold and they're still thinking maybe Maybe this will go wrong. Well, Mansfield but, have got a horrid reputation as bottle merchants, haven't they? Like going back, oh, you know, last yeah. season, uh, playoffs the season before. Yeah, there's, I don't think there's, I don't think there's many Mansfield fans seeing them sat second in the league like now that would they'd be fuming, but I don't think any of them would be surprised if they still missed out. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then, like I say, all the way down the table, you can find some. There's fans at every single club that raise questions about the manager, yeah. And some of the and some of the decisions, and, and some of the substitutions, but no one at Barrow is questioning. Yeah. Well, but would we have said the same before the departure of Luke Williams from Notts County? Because no, I wouldn't, because their form was horrific, wasn't it? it? It was, but they still adored him. I don't think I've ever seen. I think, yeah, the majority, but um, th- there were still people questioning and saying, "Why are we doing this? Why are we doing that?" And that's what I mean. Like, no yeah, one, fair. no one's looking at any decision Pete Wilde makes and questioning it. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're all just basically if Pete Wilde makes a decision, even if they lose, they all go, "Okay, 
Like they trust yeah. that he's done it for a good reason. Like dropping Ben Whitfield last season. Ben mm. Whitfield was in again. He's in great form now. He was in great form last season. Yeah. And then randomly dropped him. Dropped him for the Bradford game. Dropped him for the Mansfield game. No Barrow fan. They might have gone. Oh, Ben Whitfield's missing. But no Barrow fan mm-hmm. went. He shouldn't have dropped him because no. they kind of. I mean, it worked. They both they won both games. Yeah, and they. I think he is, and you know, talking about well, you know, we've gone all over the houses, but salted oh, obviously. <laughs> yeah, I do like it like this. We were, you know, there'll be some at the end. Someone will be like, "You didn't say anything about whatever." Like, yes, um, that's why we have three podcasts a week, so we can, mm-hmm. you know, at some point we'll get to everyone. But you know, Carl Robinson at Salford. <laughs> Oh, damn. No, no, I think it's amazing. I love it. I think for me, I think Salford this season have lacked bottle. They've lacked drive. They've lacked character. Yeah. And him coming in and getting sent off 15 minutes in, that will endear him to those fans who will go, he's got something about himself. Well, right. And the first 15 minutes, he was actively coaching and managing from the touchline and that's the difference Neil Wood had a very different kind of more passive style whereas Carl Robinson was up there he is a character he is you know he's he's pushing them he's getting obviously it only lasted 15 minutes and then he um (laughs) he was sent off for yeah uh I don't know what like is it interfering with play he threw the ball behind it it was weird so he he wouldn't hand the ball back. So he had two forest mm-hmm. green players trying to take the ball. So he kind of, <laughs> he kind of held it while they tried to get it and like weaved a little bit to avoid them both. And then, then sort of dropped it to the left and it rolled off. Yeah. It was weird. But I said last night on the six or six, and I want to clarify something. So I said last night that I'm not a fan of Carl Robinson, uh-huh. but, yeah. I, <laughs> but that wasn't me saying, well, that, that wasn't me saying I don't like him. I'm not a fan of him because I don't know enough. I haven't seen yeah. enough of him yeah. because, but you know, it, for me, and, yeah, yeah, he's not been here. He's not been mainly in league, like league. Uh, well, since we've been doing this, he's not been in league yeah, two. So, and I think like looking at it, like, I'm not a fan of his because I don't know what he's about yet. I don't know what we're getting with him. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of Salford, you know, sat twenty first in the league, being able to attract someone like Carl Robinson, that's yeah. there's got to that's got to be something. But at the same time, he's been out of work since February last year. Why, yeah. you know, what what's the reason? Why I... why is it taken twenty first in League Two to be yeah. the, the the one that he goes for? I don't know. And I mean, he, he turned has... Bradford down. Yeah, he and he was uh, linked with Gillingham as well. Yeah. Quite, you know, prominently. Yeah. Um, but that style of management, and this is why I kind of got onto Carl Robinson to go back to Barrow and uh, to Barrow and Pete Wilde. That's what Pete Wilde does, and you, you, when Pete Wilde, who is, you know, he said to us, he, you know, sometimes has to manage his temper. He's been sent off a couple of times this season. <laughs> and when they played Wrexham, I think he wasn't in the dugout, and then you see the the score difference yeah. mm-hmm. and i think that's really interesting it might yeah it might just be a coincidence but how much does a vocal manager like that i know um when we played morecambe is it jeff brennan 
Um, but he, the whoever took over at Morecambe was on the touchline screaming and shouting and the weather conditions were horrific. No yeah. one would have blamed him for sitting in a sub suit in the dugout. And I think it makes a massive, well, it, it, it obviously makes a massive difference. Um, obviously, yeah. Salford will need to test that over a longer period. What's the, what's the ban for it? Is it a game for something like that? I think yeah, I think it is a game. It's, yeah, it's just a one game touchline ban. Because um, they, who've they got this weekend? They've got Colchester a week on Friday, haven't they? Yeah, we've got Colchester <laughs> this week. Um, yeah, then they've got Colchester a week on Friday. We've got Donny on the Saturday because I'm gonna I'm going to the Colchester game. The Salford yeah, I think Friday, I'm gonna come along. Oh, yeah. they've got Crawley away on Saturday. That'll be fun. Joys. Um, but yeah, look, I mean, from Salford fans last night seemed quite impressed. They were happy. They said that. Yes, like they were happy. Different. And he did. Um, I love that he did his kind because of, he couldn't, couldn't or wouldn't go in the dressing room, did his kind of post game team talk on the pitch, which yeah, I thought yeah. was really nice. Yeah. Um, I love that kind of stuff. Yeah, I do. I think, I think it's nice to see characters. We don't, we don't see enough characters in the game. It's yeah. been kind of sucked out of it, hasn't it? Yeah, he is, um, and he is very much a character. He'll be a um a wonderful uh PR opportunity for Salford or a PR curse. Who knows? Yeah. Well, they're currently six points clear of the drop, but they've played a game more. So yeah, Forest Green and, have got to make their game in hand count. And so yeah, sort of... but Troy, I mean Troy Deeney, who's now been in charge for about a month. Four, I think five. Yeah. You know, he's they've drawn the last two, so they they drew with Wimbledon. Like this is what I love about this league this season. Yeah. It's so inconsistent, and yeah. that's why, you know, yes, it's you know, it would have been great for us to have won all our Christmas games, but mm. you can get away with murder to a certain extent in in mm -hmm. playing like with no squad depth and making mistakes and dropping points and you can to a point do at it at the minute at, at the minute <laughs> aside from Walsall <laughs> Boris Green have got <laughs> the joint unbeaten record in the league <laughs> <laughs> but th yeah. th that, that, that just shows how how hit and miss teams are in this league yeah. Nobody nobody's oh, on Harrogate. a run. Harrogate are unbeaten in two as well. Yeah, so yeah, so the joint Forest Green are joint if you take so Walsall out, Forest yeah. Green are joint top of the form in terms of unbeaten runs. But like you think about it, two months ago, we had three teams that were on like seven, eight, nine. Yeah, well Barrow were I thought Barrow were gonna there was you guys at one point equally icing our record. This, yeah, you were on no, 11 this season, weren't you, at one point? And then what did you get to in the end? No, I think we did 12 and then didn't get 13. So we've equaled the fourth tier record, but didn't. Yeah. Um, and then Barrow start. got to got to 11 and failed at 12. Oh, did they? I'm sure, I yeah, thought... I think they got to 11. Maybe I'm that sure was to... maybe that was unbeaten as opposed to wins. Yes, it was unbeaten. It wasn't wins. Yeah. Um, but then there was us, we were on eight, MK Dons were on nine. Um, Mansfield, and, and now... when Mansfield yeah. lost to Swindon, they were on 
15, 16, maybe. Yeah. And now... Maybe more than that. Now the highest is Walsall with three. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's it's horrific. Um, so Barrow got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Nine, oh, crew. 10, 11, 12, 13. 13 was Barrow's. Was it? Crew and Newport also haven't lost in three. I've lost everything now. It's all come off my screen. Um, it's crew New- oh, yeah. Yeah, so they've got a draw. Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, but Crew beat Mansfield on Saturday, which I don't... It's funny because... Again, going back to consistency and inconsistency, a few weeks ago, that result wouldn't have surprised me at all because Crew were pulling wins out left, right, and centre. Yeah. Lee Bell was doing brilliantly. I mean, he's he's still done brilliantly this season. Um, and then they lost to Grimsby, which was Dave Artel's first first away home game. That was it. But it was also the first time in decades and decades that a ex-crew manager had returned to play them yeah and i don't know that since then they've been much less consistent and i was kind of oh yeah i wasn't expecting them to get three points over mansfield not not at all no no um I don't know. You, you, we we kind of just, you mentioned Troy Dean had been there for a month as well. Just before we move off of that, he what did he say in his post match? Was it about his players? Essentially, he said his players aren't good enough. Yeah, which is quite damning because those were his teammates a month ago. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, he wasn't good enough, by the way. He wasn't good enough either. Yeah, and the thing with him as well is he came in in the August transfer window quite late on. I think, or maybe later, I can't remember, but he, he was a relatively late addition. So these, you know, it's a team that, you know, to all intents and purposes, he's in- inherited. He was very friendly. I'm sure he is still, but uh, he's very friendly with David Horseman. So he, he knew what he was getting when he's taken on the role. Um, but then obviously Dale Vince is, is promising a big transfer window. So it'll be, that will be, Interesting to see whether it actually. It'd be interesting um, to see who wants to come and play for Tridini. Right. If he's throwing his players under the bus like that. Mm-hmm. This is the wrong month to throw your team under the bus. Yeah. But yeah. he's he's as much to blame for it because up until a month ago, let me put it this way: if they've drawn two games, they've drawn the last two games. Is is that two games unbeaten? Is that a record for them this season? Like are they. Almost they don't, like they, yeah, they've they've been Maybe losing consistently, and he's been the bat. He's been the one leading the line. He's been the main yeah. man. So he's got to take blame himself. I just there's a lot of teams at the minute that are very, very, very. They're in very precarious positions. And, and do you know what you're right that about you know him blaming them players but also after Neil Wood's dismissal there were Salford fans that were saying it was the players that got Neil Wood sacked yeah. not Neil Wood similarly the same has been kind of leveled against Doncaster um so 
what what do you do? You, you know, at our level, you can't at this point in the season with the budgets that people have, can't kind of rip it all up and start again. You can't do like what Man United are doing and with with Sancho and just making training the reserves. You can't afford to have players no. sat doing that. You you've you've essentially you've got to either as a manager you've got to accept that the players are are kind of overriding you at this point and play them, or you've got to yeah. sell them. You've got to hope that somebody wants them. And you know, being brutally honest, anyone going to want to come in and buy a Forest Green player this January or a Sutton player? The Forest Green players uh, might be up for some meat. <laughs> I think they'll want to leave, but would, you, would anybody want to want to come? Can you see any? Well, not not come, but would, can you see any clubs looking at Forest Green and going, oh, "I can't. I'm going to go get their players." Like, yeah, they're just not there. Um, sim similar with you know Colchester. Well, obviously they um, into it. Yeah, but there's been a lot. Obviously, the Cowleys are in Sutton. They've got a new manager in Morrison. There's been lots of big changes in a relatively short amount of time. So it'd be really interesting to see what's that face for. Do you remember the breakdown where... <laughs> Is this a big if true moment? Yeah. Oh, Do God, I, I dreamt that Sutton have got a new... Do you know what? I'll tell you what, let's have a break. No, I'm, not say I'm not saying that you've dreamt it. I'm just... <laughs> I've just put in Sutton Morrison and got. Sutton, <laughs> but yes, like, you've Sutton but yes, Morrison. you've dreamt it. Yes, you've no, dreamt. I haven't. <laughs> yes, no. you have. I'm sat there and I'm thinking, Steve Morrison, Sutton United have appointed Steve Morrison as manager to replace Matt Gray. When? Two days ago. He's still not and on flash scores. Right. Well, he's come from the Isthmian. Uh, I have yeah, missed this. I, I have came... completely missed this. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, he's come from uh, Hornchurch and uh, they are top of the Isthmian Premier by seven points. Uh, he was at Cardiff before that. Um, but I has... have completely <laughs> missed this. Um, this is this is literally a grand <laughs> Well, I was looking. I'm like, I'm looking on Flash Score, and it's like Sutton United. It's still not showing. I've not even been there. in the country, Liam. Come on. I genuinely, I mean, brutally honest, Sutton fans aren't, you know, exactly no, prominent on social media to. to yeah, but to we've put got Joe. Um, I think Joe told me actually. I think I was on Joe that does Sutton stuff for Blood Sports Media. Does it, I, Hannah? I don't. I don't know the writing team. <laughs> we were speaking, with guys, before we came on tonight, and before we did the program, saying we need a team meeting in terms of the whole company because I still don't know who ninety-five percent of the people are who work for this company. Um, I had no idea we had a certain, but but that's yeah. that's. But like, I don't. Yeah. I tend not to get involved in that side because. I'll muck in the waters and then I'll get myself confused. I mean, and confused, also, obviously, is it? Obviously, yeah. Um, yeah. I think, I don't know, it wasn't, it, I don't know, just, just, he's got, obviously, a very good playing career. He was at Millwall, he was at Northampton. At least. But, <laughs> but I don't know. I, I mean, Sutton, Sutton, isn't it? They don't have massive budgets and 
he's obviously been doing something right with Hornchurch. So I think that will be interesting to see. And, you know, to go back to my original point. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good time to take over because you've got the transfer window coming up, time, you know, to fill gaps. Or if you are particularly um, kind of pinned to a particular playing style, it doesn't fit, then, you know, there are gaps. Like Notts County, by contrast, the that kind of possession-based playing style is very much the owners rather than Luke Williams, you know, kind of bringing it in. So they're playing roster is built around that and and should be um still successful although saying that there's lots of rumors about line stuff making a departure but there are every transfer window in fairness should we talk about that after the break then should we have yes let's have a break at 43 minutes in yes beautiful (laughs) see you in a minute guys hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's the break done. Beautiful. Look, it's amazing how, even though it lasted, I don't know how long, 45 seconds a minute, it felt like two seconds in our time. Um, <laughs> you mentioned about Langstaff before we did that long break there. Uh, yeah. I've seen Luke Williams' interview about Langstaff, and it reads very much, yes, he wants to take Langstaff with him, but it doesn't read that he's going to try and do it this month. It, I think right. I think Langstaff goes to Swansea in the summer. Yeah, and uh, he's also apparently Kieran was panicking earlier about Will Evans at Newport. Mm-hmm. Um, but that whole thing, Joe Williams, Luke's wife, was so sweet talking about like how she wished that they'd been able to say goodbye. Yeah. And with uh, at Swansea's game on Saturday when they introduced Luke, they you know made a point of talking about his accolades at Notts County but also the players that had contributed to those and she felt that they they'd done it really well and um and respectfully but he's one of the I think the second after Derek Adams that haven't been sacked that have just moved on in league two this season so you know we're used to I mean like as as you said Notts County's form hasn't been brilliant they've got two wins from the last six no mm-hmm. draws um but there is very much a sense of loss around luke williams that sounds quite dramatic but you know they're the, in he's, mourning he's brought them you know so far so i think that appointment they're right for it to have been relatively i mean they, they've not appointed yet 
um, I've not heard if they're. Is no, I mean, I wouldn't know anyway, even if they had. No. <laughs> do, do you yeah. know something? Do you know what I think is going to happen? And this is where uh, county fans, it's not Newport County fans. Sorry, Hannah. No, not county fans. Oh, uh, do you know, there's let, too let, many counties in this. Yeah. Thing. Let's just but then I can't even say Stockport. If I say Stockport, I got um, messages. I think it was before Newport, before bloody Newport, when it was very important to, to differentiate between counties, saying that um, no county fan referred to them ever as Stockport. And yeah. Well, so something that I kind of. <laughs> Now, now I've forgotten what I was going to say. This is the this is the unprofessional <laughs> professionalism that that we we bring to this podcast, and this is what you've all missed. <laughs> I have no like genuinely. Sorry. I have no idea. No, no, it's not your fault. It's Will me Evans, being stupid. Luke Williams. I've, I've remembered. Right there, you go. Here's what I think is going to happen, and I think yes. that this is going to turn the relationship between some Notts County fans and Luke oh. Williams sour. Oh. Luke Williams doesn't have any desire to buy Macaulay Longstaff, Langstaff right. until the summer. Yeah. Somebody else is going to come in and try to buy him and offer something that the club yeah, kind of have to accept. And at that point, Luke Williams is going to have to move now. Yeah. and Because he'll lose. And then what will happen is he'll go to Swansea and the Notts County fans will go, he fucking left us, and he took our oh, best player with him. Yeah, and he like, but he. I don't feel like. I don't feel like he'll. I don't feel like he wants to, but he's not going to risk losing out. I feel like he's got. Look, Langstaff has got to be on people's radars this month, and if a team comes in and offers something that Notts County have to accept, then Swansea will go in and do the same. He'll have to, but that will then change the the dynamic between some of the fans and Luke Williams. I do feel like because some won't be able to grasp that. Yeah, it'll just be it'll blame him. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, and you know, there are loyalties that are stretched in transfer windows. You've got at Wimbledon, Ali Al Hamadi, who was I, I was adamant was going in the summer, is almost mm-hmm. certainly gonna go, and yeah. that's giving them some budgets. There was a rumor a couple of days ago that. Stockport County were going to recall Joe Lewis who's been with them since the beginning of the season today that story has changed to uh, we're likely to sell him to Wimbledon Uh, he's got 18 months on his contract so it's you know (laughs) in my head this is Wimbledon spending their Ali Al-Hamadi money Mm. early and they've got Bugle at the Asia Cup as well, the Asia Cup, yeah, and so um, yeah, yeah, they've got two out, haven't they? Yeah. Mm. Um, and then with Afcon, there's Ibitori at Stockport, Jacob Mendy at Wrexham, <laughs> but no Sidokan at Swan. I was just gonna say not Sidokan because they oh, all play Zambia as well. That, that, that like makes me laugh after what went on. Um. It just makes me laugh. But it does make sense. Like, if a player doesn't rock up for training, then that's selection. I mean, he must have known what the stakes were when he entered into that agreement with 
Swindon. You imagine potentially throwing your international career away. Oh yeah, yeah. The Swindon Town of League Two. But he doesn't. He's um. He doesn't tend to start for Gambia. He he was delighted to be called up originally, but has then has since been sat on the bench. So maybe he sat there and thought, Do you know what, I can. And he's played brilliantly uh, over the last few, like in that gap. I get my profile up. I get a move in January, which is possible. He's been he's been bad though this last three or four games. Oh, has um, he? Well, obviously Swindon played Wrexham, and Wrexham oh, was yeah. a team that were apparently in for. And I swear to God, I've never ever. Bear in mind, right? I watched Barry Conlon. Um, I at Bradford, I have watched the likes of Barry Conlon, uh, Bruce Dyer. Mm-hmm. Who else? Who else have we had? That's been Aaron McLean. Um, I have watched some players who just don't look like they should be near a football pitch. Mm-hmm. The shot that he had against Wrexham, like a genuinely, my nan would have done better. She has oh. dementia and would have had no idea why she was there, but instinct alone right. would have made it a better shot. Oh. And it was her. Like literally the, the, the immediately, immediately my phone went two or three Swindon fans messaged me <laughs> going, if Wrexham were in for calm before this, they are not now. After that. They will not pay. There's no way anyone will pay him three hundred grand for. Him. He was. Uh, he was. It was mentioned for three hundred grand with us as well. Um, yeah. And on that note, I'm really enjoying the transfer discussions at the moment by yeah. various in the know accounts on. Yeah, they all they all crop up this time of year. Media. Um, yeah. It's amazing how. It's it's I find it absolutely amazing and look this is like a public service announcement. This is to anyone who's yeah. listening. If you see these accounts that you know EFL yeah. insider, ex EFL agents that aren't around Transfer all year. Center this week is one of yeah. my favourites. Transfer Centre Nine. If they have just cropped up, just don't give them the time of day because they're just making it up or they're repeating what other people are saying. I find it bizarre how we do this all year round. We speak to clubs all year round. We have, it's not what I'm going to say. I don't, want, I don't like the insider term, but we do yeah. have people yeah, yeah. that give us inside information at clubs all year round. And then all of a sudden, people believe that these brand new accounts that have zero mm-hmm. background mm-hmm. and zero sort of clout about them, yeah, they're all of a sudden the ones getting the inside information. Yeah. Like, and come on, that one that. particularly that I've just mentioned uh, has about ten thousand followers. So mm-hmm. our suspicion is that it may, you know, you can buy followers, yes, you, can buy followers. you can buy accounts, things like that. And and people, the reason they do it is because you on Twitter or X engagement is monetized. So. Yes. If they post something, and they're, they're quite smart, you know, it's not completely daft things, but w- because we've got no no life, one of the things the writers did, I think it was 
when I was awake late, well, I was awake at normal time and they were all awake late, they went through the last however many posts on that account and not one of them. There were some, in retrospect, some really ridiculous ones from, you know, a few months ago. So, yeah, it's it's best not... My, my kind of um, calm, measured approach to transfer windows is don't believe anything until it comes from the player or the club source and when I say the player I don't mean like you know I know someone who knows someone who spoke to so-and-so in yeah. Greg's yeah it's no, a, I, I, a public I statement I mean even even on our side like we even when we put things out that we've been told we still do it with an air of caution Oh yeah, I don't. I rarely. I tell Charlotte, and she's not a great audience, to be honest. Yes, yeah. you know she doesn't care what's going on. It. My my favorite one. <laughs> my my favorite one was from e, that the EFL transfers one, and it was Gillingham are interested in signing Peterborough striker Johnson Clark Harris. Yeah. Of course they are. Guess what? So are the other 23 teams in League Two. Why? And every National League side and every National League North and South side. I'm interested in signing him for a Sunday League team. It doesn't mean that is the most far-fetched and bizarre stretch. I don't know whether it was on there or it was a more official one. And it was um, considering recalling a lo- of course you're, bl- you're bloody considering everything that just covers yeah. all bases though right. it's, like, it's, like, it's like when you see the ones that go um, it, right a perfect one I could put one out right now and people would say it's stupid but there'd be no arguing it because it's true I could tweet out right now and say Bradford City would consider signing Lionel Messi if he's if he was willing to drop his wages yeah. and come and play in Bradford. Of, of course, of course. If he was willing, if he came out and said, "I want to play for Bradford and I'll play for free," of course Bradford would be interested in signing him. I mean, of course, John would do that. Everyone would. It's just the what they're very very good at, and they're, this, they're very similar to football owners of these accounts. They're very good at wording them in a way where they mm-hmm. cover all bases and you don't realise yeah. because you read it in the way that you want to read it. Yeah. And it's not until it goes wrong and you try and go back and con- <laughs> find the contradiction, you go, ah, oh, they actually worded it this way, which makes it a bit yeah. easier. It's like football managers. I, I said it with Swindon the other night. Clem Morfuni in the summer said that they were going to have a competitive budget. Yes. He never said who it was competitive with. <laughs> like, like it, they, they, they have got a competitive budget if they're up against Sutton. And it could also be competitive with their August budget. You, you, added, their... you added you added a tiff in that. I know. I yeah. I was, let's keep with it. Let's do competitive. <laughs> I was like, I wonder if I'll get away with this. No, obviously. No, no not with me. Uh, but the the other one was um, I can't remember which club it was. Oh, Col- I think it might have been Colchester, who said uh, that they have. A top six budget this season. I'm like, top six oh, oh. Well, it, well, that was my. I, what it was essentially, it said. I'm sure it was Colchester. It was a Colchester fan, I think it was that I was speaking to. But they said the owner has said we have a top six budget, and I replied, going of which season, because yeah. it certainly ain't this season. Like, there's no way in hell that Colchester have got 
I mean, put it this way, Bradford don't have a top six budget in League Two this season. And Bradford have got a bigger budget than Colchester. I, I yeah. can guarantee that. Although um, the Cowleys must have been. Or there'll be a boost. They'll, they'll be injecting. something that they've been promised. Without a shadow of a doubt. Um, I got sent something the other day. Do you know what? I'm going to try and find it for you. Um, While you're doing that, let's yeah, 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 think yeah, yeah, that. So Gillingham last season had, obviously the Gallansons took over, I think on Christmas Eve or something ridiculous. And then they had... Um, a massive transfer window. They brought in players from all over, two or three from Crawley, I think. And their season turns around exponentially. Mm-hmm. I can't, almost can't see that happening this season because it's so tight. And everyone, your you Suttons, your Forest Green Rovers, who you know, both said about having good transfer windows. Is it like I don't know whether it's enough. Gillingham survived, but they didn't. They didn't thrive. No, I like that. And this right, season, I mean, since uh, Neil Harris, yeah, his departure, and. You know, I know that Gillingham fans are still frustrated about that and still don't really understand it. Yeah, which I don't either. No, uh, but you know, there might have been other things at play. Um, it's the first bad decision that they've made. They've yeah, and it felt like I think it was a quick decision. Yeah, they took mm-hmm. a while over appointing a replacement. Yeah, but it's cost them their season, I think. It's, the, the thing is, it was always going to be interesting to see how the Gallantons reacted to yeah. the fans questioning. Yeah. Because up until the summer, everything had been rosy. It had been amazing. You know, everything was great. But, you know, they've, they've sacked Neil Harris. Mm-hmm. He's stepped up to a league. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's he's picking up results. I mean, what I think, yeah, they've... they've they lost two in the last five, one, two, drawn one. Like they, they, they picked up a little bit of form. And like for, for me, yeah, the Gallinsons made a, a very, very bad decision. But I mean, look, we don't know what went on behind the scenes, but no. it was the first of what I believe to be several bad decisions, including a half and half scarf on sale in York. Oh my shop. goodness. Yeah. So, um, and they, yeah. They, then they had the nerve to tweet out saying that there were only three left. And it's like, okay, but you know, I could create wow. a half and half scarf right now but if i only created six of them and sold yeah. three oh, guys come down there, but there's only three so, like yeah the, <laughs> the, the players it's not just making a half and half scarf it's making the players post with pause with them uh it was i mean fair yeah, enough horribly. well it's not i mean we put half and half scarves in rosehead months ago mm-hmm. Fair enough when they're done by kind of hawkers and street sellers outside the ground, but for the club to do them for a fixture that would have happened in the normal league not that long ago. Six years ago, they, they were both in League One together right. competing. So yeah. they've rolled out maybe, the red carpet for them. Maybe it was like a fundraiser to get some money for the transfer window. <laughs> I don't know. Well, that this, this sort of leads me to what I was saying earlier. I got sent it made me giggle 
each club's player wage bill 23-24. Oh, I love these. Yeah, this has been created by a fan on the League 2 banter group oh, on Facebook. Yeah. I, because yeah, because I everybody knows. Well. Yeah, if everybody knows that if anyone has the inside information about all 24 clubs. Yeah. It's this guy on this list. I mean, up to scout, why like up to start, why scout nothing on nothing. on this guy? Nobody <laughs> knows all twenty-four budgets. They just even the clubs don't know <laughs> all the other twenty-three teams' budgets. They just don't. So oh. anyone who's but, all... but things like this are just reported as yes. fact. And the meltdowns that they cause are ridiculous. Right, go so on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm let you guess. Now. I'm gonna let you guess. <laughs> number one's the most easy one that he would ever put in the table. Wrexham. Wrexham. Number two. Stockport. MK Dons. Apparently. Uh, okay. Yeah. Maybe. Four million pound budget at MK Dons. Four million. Right. Wrexham's five point two. Okay. Mm-hmm. Number three. Stockport. Yeah, three point seven. Ah. Oh. Yeah. Cheap but twice the price. Number four. Oh, um, mm, I don't know this. I feel like I'm set up to fail by. You can't win because this has just been completely made up. Group man, Bradford. Bradford. Nice. Yeah. Apparently, Bradford's budget is just a hundred thousand pounds less than Stockport County's. Yeah. This season, yeah, which seems... I, I will com- I'll confirm right now is complete and utter nonsense. Um, seems normal. Uh, Gillingham no. next. Nope. No. Forest um, Green. Yeah. I... <laughs> no, Can we compare six. this with points and do like. Oh, yeah. How well, works? number six is Mansfield, then Gillingham, okay. then Colchester. Yeah. Now, I'll tell you what's wrong with that is that we don't know the amounts, but clubs know clubs know where they are in the table. They know the they know the one to twenty four in terms of budgets. They just don't know the budgets. We had a League Two club, Ellos. I've just dropped something on the floor. Ellos, (laughs) the top five. Mm -hmm. Not we obviously not the numbers. So they got number one right. Well done. Yeah. You got the most obvious one correct. Yeah. Number two is Stockport. Yeah. Number three is Gillingham. Yeah. Number four is Mansfield. Okay. And number five was Notts County. That was going to be my next guess as we came down. This, this yeah. guy has Notts County 13th. Um, Where's he got Barrow, just out of interest? Uh Fifth from bottom. Okay, because Pete, what Pete Wilde said to us, I think it was he was talking about last season, but he said that they had the smallest budget in the league. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. I just wondered where he'd given their kind of relative success and everything. Mm-hmm. I wondered where he'd put them. The one who's, thing who's, that who's them? Newport, Newport. So coming from the bottom up, it's Newport, Accrington, Crew, Markham, Crawley, Barrow, Walsall, Swindon, Grimsby, Harrogate, um, Tranmere, Wimbledon, Sutton. There's no way Sutton have got a bigger budget than 
the likes of Walsall. No, and Accrington because they'll have historical contracts from League One. That doesn't make sense at all. Exactly. Um, so while we don't know the numbers, the one thing that this club did tell us is that, and this is why these numbers don't make sense. Mm-hmm. So Wrexham's budget is allegedly. See, Ryan, you'll be listening to this going. He's <laughs> allegedly double. Stop pause. Mm-hmm. So first to second is doubled. Mm-hmm. Second, third, and fourth, which is Stockport. What was it? Stockport, Chillingham, and Mansfield. Mansfield, yeah. Yeah. Those are all very samey. Yeah, I can imagine that. And then Man- from County. Mansfield to Notts County is double again. So, oh, gosh. A big so, gap then. A huge, essentially, Notts County, a quarter of Wrexham. Wow. That, I mean, look, that's that's been, that's a club that's said that, but yeah, you, know, you can you can obviously say that, I can't say, um, yeah, it's difficult because there's, yeah, yeah. there's a reason that this club know what those five budgets are. Yeah. Because like I say, you don't know, you don't know all 24 but you know those around you. So without yeah. saying what the club is. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of puts um, them in the position on the table. Yeah, I think as well, there were rumours of this in the summer with Wrexham. It, it's an interesting dynamic because you've got players who are talking to role players, agents talking to Wrexham, yeah. who are expecting big wages because of the reputation. And then you've also got, you know, they they potentially know, you know, what other players are on. And then you've got the other teams that are then, you know, that maybe they've had discussions. And there's like Dara uh, McAntony said about them coming in, at Wrexham coming in for Johnson Clark Harris last transfer window, fully expecting to make an offer that, you know, he was, he was just waiting for it to come in and then nothing happened. Yeah. But that level of kind of interference then with them talking to players and saying, oh, you know, come to us, we'll offer you whatever, I don't know, five grand a week. That's then his expectation. So if then you stop, if we're in hypothetical situations now with Johnson Clark Harris, but I don't know, Coventry come in and that's, he wants that. He, wants, yeah, he thinks that's what he's worth. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's, um, it's, it's problematic and you know we've there's lots going on at the moment with transfer negotiations and bargaining positions and i'm so obsessed with the psychology of mm-hmm. transfer windows and kind of talked about this on the 606 like you've got stockport county and salford who've got stockport county have got odin bailey on loan we'll have him he's gone, yeah, he's gone back, back to now. salford now um he can't agree a deal he he played for salford before so he can only play for stockport and salford his contract is up in the summer there are rumors that there's a a 12-month option to extend Mm -hmm. he uh reportedly didn't have a good relationship with neil wood and kind of was happy Mm -hmm. to be at stockport and so you've got a situation where stockport have reportedly anchored low 
-hmm. which you know then you know so there's i don't know say they've offered 100 grand but Salford want 300. If everyone's playing nicely, then you meet in the middle at 200 and everyone's happy because Stockport mm -hmm. were happy to go to 250 and, and whatever. But then you've got you know, the alternative to a negotiated agreement. So Stockport's alternative, alternative to a negotiated agreement is to go and find someone else. Mm -hmm. Salford is to sit there and like, oh, is Odin Bailey actually going to show up for us? Or are yeah. we going to sit with this player on our books for six months? And then he's gonna go on a free in the summer. And leave anyway. Yeah. Love it. It's like. Plus, you don't know what the players told Stockport. What? You you don't know what the players told Stockport. Oh no! And you know there are rumours abound about yeah. like his personal terms as well, and yeah, you know because that you can they can arrange a um arrange a fee, but then you know if it doesn't meet his expectations in terms of weekly salaries he might think well do you know what i'm better sitting on my ass for six months getting whatever game time i can working out in the gym and in the summer i'm going to go on my own terms to somewhere that suits me and that right there is why that rumor about wrexham offering nick powell fifteen thousand pounds <laughs> yeah. is complete and utter nonsense yeah. how much do you think he's on at stockport would you say I... What's as a rumor? What would you say, just as a guess? Oh my god, part? the rumors are ridiculous. Oh, the, yeah, I... so realistically. <laughs> okay, so bear my... in mind you've only got a three point seven million pound budget. It says here. So my uh, hypothesis about Nick Powell's contract, which is based in some fact, is that he is on like a paper play deal. So he's on a basic. And then it's a like paper like, performance-based pop-up. So um, I don't think he's on anything more than um, three to five grand. Okay. Let's week. go on the high end. Let's go on the high end. All right. Let's, let's say he's on five grand a week at Stockport. Yeah. So the rumor was fifteen grand a week at Wrexham. However, yeah. pay as you play. Yeah. And that's why he allegedly turned it down because he didn't want to yeah. pay as you play. Yeah. Why would he turn that down? Because he could play one in three games at Wrexham and mm -hmm. earn the same amount of money yeah. as playing every game at Stockport. Yeah. I, like, and this is why when I heard it, I was like, there's, also... there's no way that anyone can get away with 15 grand a week at League Two. No. And the other thing that we did with him was we offered a longer contract. So he's on a mm -hmm. three year contract for better, for better or worse. Um, but that was something as well that Wrexham weren't happy to do. They wanted, short but you know, it's all it's all conjecture and, and no but, but one. Again, but knows, again, if, if Wrexham but... were offering three times what Stockport are offering, he can earn in a year what he's oh, earning yeah. three. What he's earning three at Stockport. Yeah. It's like it just doesn't make any sense. And then, you know, being brutally honest, well, he's local as well. Like, that's yeah. that's a nice thing about Salford and Stockport. We can they don't even have to move. But but this is and this is my other thing and like this isn't meant to be disrespectful to Nick Powell, but at a League Two level, for five grand a week, mm. you can get better than Nick Powell. Mm. You've just said that you've just said there about Johnson Clark Harris. If he's like we don't know what he's on at Peterborough, but if if Wrexham were offering that sort of money, yeah, you can get a Johnson Clark Harris. Why why would you you don't you're not no you're not signing twenty nine year old players. Who've got uh, mm. you know twenty seven goals in 
111 games for Stoke. Mm-hmm. You're not signing them for that, but there are better players at this level. And they're not would... injury record. Um, yeah, exactly as well. Yeah, th- that injury record. You've got better players who will yeah. come for that. Mo- that is that money is. I mean, yeah. much well better in there. If I look, let's be brutally honest right now. Who would you rather in your team? Bear in mind that he's an attacking midfielder slash striker. So is he, does he play as a as a ten? Is that where Powell? Yeah, is yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. when yeah. W- We've had a period where we've not had SARS, so yes. Mm-hmm. So who would you rather have in your starting lineup? Nick Powell or Dan Kemp? Oh be honest, you don't, it's not it's not disrespectful it's to not Nick Powell. Apples, it's not apples and oranges though. And what I've said um about Nick Powell and so in League Two, probably Dan Kemp. Um but, but that's what I mean. You, you can get Dan Kemp for half the money. Yeah, but Nick Powell has this incredible football brain, and I, I think he's just too good for League Two. See, but but again, so again, is he worth that investment? Well, no. we wouldn't have known that, would we? But with with Louis Barry, he was brilliant because he would push forward, mm-hmm. and then Louis Barry would come and pick it up from um from the wing, and that's what that's what we're missing. Anyway, yeah. We've 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 kind of gone all around the houses, but it's been fun. It has. Um, I like the I like the uh, the, the, the messing um, and just the random. <laughs> it's just me- it's just a messy episode. It's like it's like watching Neil Buchanan on Heart Attack. Is this episode like you know that we're going somewhere? You just don't have a clue where. It's like that. It's like that bird's eye view Heart Attack that you used to do every episode. And you're watching him going, "What is he doing?" And then you go, "Ah, oh, it's a fucking parrot." That's like, it's like when we get to the end point. I mean, I've forgotten 90% of what we've done tonight. I was just thinking, like, is there anything that we should have covered? We've Probably. Let's, let's talk yeah. about... Uh, uh, you know what? Do you know what? Jake Young. Jake Young. Let's finish on Jake Young. Wait, no. Yeah. Whoa, and, that sounds uh, dirty. Our, Sorry, colleagues, <laughs> our colleagues on the League One podcast are also talking about Jake Young tonight. Tell him to shut up. We'll get, get, Why get... would that be, Liam? Because they think that he's going to a League One club. No, look, there's, there's been... Bradford have come out and said that they've turned down a, a, an offer from a League One club that they just said mm-hmm. it wasn't wasn't good enough. Um, I, for me, there's, there's three clubs in League One that uh, I think are possible for Jake Young. There's a strong Portsmouth rumor, yeah, which is three hundred grand. A long There's, way from home. It's a really long way away from home, but it's a club with a great history and yeah. at the top end of League One. So, yeah, you know, he, he signs today on a League One contract with clauses in there. Yeah. He could be earning fifteen, twenty grand next season in the Championship. Yeah. There's Peterborough. Yeah. And Peterborough, for me, makes a hell of a lot of sense. Apparently, Dara has come out on his podcast last week and said that Jake Young's not good enough. I, I don't believe... <laughs> yeah. I, so someone someone commented on my post this morning and said that Dara said last week Jake Young isn't good enough. I've not listened to it, I'll be honest. But I, I, don't, I don't see Dara McAnthony coming out and saying that a player isn't good enough. Well, it's the hard truth. I, ju- I just can't. There's no way... There's no way that... The team at the top of League One are interested. I mean, point of play, there's no way that a player that scored 16 goals in half a season whilst carrying an injury 
in League Two isn't good enough to step up to League One. That he has to be. Well, but yeah, but twenty-two years old. Yeah, that's a Dara signing. Dara, you know, Dara has a great relationship with Ryan Sparks at Bradford. Mm-hmm. Selling to Peterborough, Peterborough buying for. I mean, I don't know what the the, the asking price would be. Let's let's sort of say two to three hundred because you've got to. If he's in demand, you pit them off against each other. Um, Dara can get two good seasons out of him and look to sell him on. This is the same reason why I said that Peterborough wouldn't have paid six figures for Jacob Wakeling from Swindon. Because yeah. his ceiling is not at a level no. where Dara will get a resale. Jake Young, he can get a resale from. I think the risk for Jake, risk of Jake Young from a League One club is that he's had one hell of a last six months mm-hmm. but how much of that is down to the kind of the alchemy and the playing relationship with Dan Kemp how much is down to other conditions in that team in Swindon and you know picking Jake Young up and transplanting him into I don't know Peterborough for example doesn't make him the same player because the dynamics Force changes in in position, in play, in style, uh, and that would be my, you know, if I was looking at him from a kind of scouting point of view, I'd almost want to see him somewhere else for another six months mm-hmm. before I committed to a big salary and transfer fee. But here's the thing: we we watched Peterborough mm-hmm. play Salford, yeah. We did. They play very, very nice pass and move mm-hmm. football. Yeah. And for me, when I compare how Dan Kemp plays, I feel like Peterborough play that way. Mm-hmm. I feel like they've got a team yeah. of, I don't want to say a team of Dan Kemp's, but a team yeah. of like, that style of football. And yeah. maybe, but the, 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 it's, there's always a risk. But yeah, that, that's what you'd be looking at. If we can pick him up for 200 grand and yeah, then have a couple of good seasons and sell him for a million. Then it's it's, it's a no brainer. Yeah. yeah, the other one's Lincoln. Yeah, I've heard Lincoln mentioned. I think Coventry, Exeter. I mean, honestly, people are just pulling names out of a hat at this point. Well, I mean, which is what happens. It's the same with that Johnson Clark Harris tweet. Every single yeah. club in yeah. League Two and League One will have some interest in signing Jake Young. It's mm-hmm. just whether their valuation of Jake Young is the same as what Bradford value him at and they can enter the race. Why would you not? You you want, uh, be brutally honest, everybody, if we know the issues that are going on behind the scenes at Swindon, everybody in the EFL knows the issues that are going on behind the scenes at Swindon because they all talk. Mm -hmm. And he's produced 16 goals in in 25 appearances and I think three three assists as well. Like For me, yeah, Lincoln... uh, Desperate for a striker, and they've got a great relationship with Bradford, as yeah. we know. They, you know, we've got the history with them. They've got a history of bright of coming in and taking players from Bradford. Maybe there is that. What I said to Ryan earlier is, we'll take Freddie Draper, and they've recalled him from <laughs> yeah. Walsall. They've recalled him from Walsall. They have. Take, he got we'll, injured. We'll take Freddie he, Draper and hundred grand. Not. Long was it just a is it just a short term injury because he was substituted wasn't he on Saturday? I think well I don't think we know the extent of it at this point yeah. but if he's not long term injured then give us a hundred grand and Freddie Draper and we'll we'll not Saturday it was the week before wasn't it the it was that Grimsby game but we'll 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 take 
pick Freddie Draper. Aye. But yeah. like again, it's down to styles. Yeah. It, it really is down to being brutally honest. If we're looking at players, if we're look, if we sell Jake Young and we're looking at a player who would fit into our style at Bradford. I'm saying this because they they seem to be a club that are maybe I don't want to say struggling for money, but are looking to try and raise money before they spend money. Mm-hmm. I I'd go and get Matt Smith from Salford. Yeah, we play a long ball. I know we've got yeah. Andy Cook, but we we keep bringing Vidane Oliver off the bench and playing Vidane Oliver and Cook up top. Mm. It's not worked for Vidane Oliver at Bradford. I feel like he's... Well, Vidane Oliver on. was linked with Walsall, I think, because one of their fans asked me how long was left on his contract, and it's a while. 18 months, yeah. Mm. But but I had this argument again on Saturday with, with a Bradford fan. I said, I think Vidane Oliver will leave this month because he's 32 years old. Uh, so 18 think... months left on a on a three-year deal. He's yeah, going to be he's... touching 34 when he leaves. This is going to be his. This is his last chance to leave mm-hmm. and go and get a three-year deal. Yeah, and yeah, play. yeah. He's not going to get. He he needs. In being brutally honest, and this is nothing against Vidane Oliver. Sometimes it works for players. Sometimes it doesn't. We haven't seen that Vidane Oliver. Unfortunately, he's had his injury crisis. Aboisa, another one. He had injury crisis mm-hmm. at Bradford. He's gone on and he's thriving at Grimsby, and everybody yeah. wishes him well. I'd wish yeah. Vidane Oliver well. I feel like Vidane Oliver needs to step somewhere else. Because he knows that Andy Cook signed a three-year deal, but Dan Oliver is going to sit on the bench at Bradford for the next two years. Yeah, yeah and he it, won't want to. Do, no one wants to do that at the end of the career. Absolutely not. No, not at thirty-two. He could leave now, and he could go. I think Gillingham would take him back. Mm-hmm. He could get a two-three-year deal at Gill- two years and an option, and then he takes himself to his thirty-fifth yeah. birthday and he retires. Yeah, if that's what he wants to do, obviously depending on his fitness and things like that. But yeah, but and then. I, I I'm not a huge, so I'm not a huge Tyler Smith fan, but I don't feel like Tyler Smith's style suits us. Mm-hmm. As, as well, it's just the thing. Like we've, you know, as a club, and you know, we're talking about movement. You know, players coming in. Yeah. Maybe next week we can talk about players. Look at contract move. dates and when they you know. I'm, mm. I know we've got Sars up in the summer. There's definitely others. Yeah. Like who who do we need who does anyone need to clear out in January yeah. that isn't likely to resign in the summer so that they can get some money for them? And and this is why I think, like I say, for us, Matt Smith is a he's a mm-hmm. it would be a phenomenal signing for us. He's sat at twenty first in League Two. It's no disrespect to Salford, he's sat at twenty first in League Two. He's got fifteen yeah. goals in twenty six yeah, appearances yeah, yeah. in a team that's struggling at the bottom of the table. I mean, if I look at the table here, Salford are sat on what's how many points are they on? Is it twenty-seven? Salford are on twenty-four points. Yeah. So twenty-four points. Matt Smith has eight less goals than Salford do points mm-hmm. this season. Yeah. We play a style that's that suits a like Andy Cook and Matt Smith, and just if we're going to whip balls into the box, Andy Cook and Matt Smith is a deadly combination for me we do we don't the big man little man's not working this season because we've got this there's there's just massive defenses that we're coming up against and it's a very physical league so we need two very physical strikers and and Vidane Oliver unfortunately he's he's not been I won't say he's been given the the chance but 18 months in we'd have seen it by now and yeah it's it's 
it's probably too hard on him to be experimenting at Bradford at this point. Yeah, that makes if it were last season, fine, but we can't expect him to. Let's try this. He need, he needs to move on. We we need if we sell Jake Young, I would not be upset in the slightest if we brought in a Matt Smith. Yes, I know he's obviously got the Leeds thing, but he's he's scored goals consistently throughout his career. Um, yeah, and he doesn't have that injury record that. Like we're saying about Nick Powell, he's got that injury record. Matt Smith just he doesn't have that. No. Yeah, so let's let's do that. Right. Well we've we've nattered yeah. a bit. Yeah. Went Probably. on for considerably longer than expected. That's good. Yeah, we're, we're back. We needed to catch up. Yeah. Uh, so Thursday, it's Monday. Yeah, so we are literally back to normal now. So yeah. well, as normal as things ever are. So Thursday is the breakdown, and it's yeah. Ellie's birthday. It so is. I'm breakdowning. I should be there. But, well, we'll see. But I just don't want to put myself in charge of it in case. Because um, <laughs> it yeah, it's, it's Ella's first birthday, which is Aww. blown. Yeah. Um, yeah, it really has. Um, and then there's a full... Uh, program of League Two games mm -hmm. next week, including uh, Crawley and Salford, which we talked about, um, Forest Green and Harrogate, Stockport County and Walsall, Sutton and Barrow, and Sofa Scores game of the week. Can you guess who it is yet? Oh, let me have a look. Let me have a look at the games first. Right. Sofa Scores game of the week for League Two. Yeah. Yeah, it shouldn't take you this long. Grimsby, Notts County. No, the answer is whoever Wrexham are playing. Oh, right. And you know, it I've should mellowed, be, it should be Grimsby, Notts County. I've mellowed about Wrexham. I love Stace very much. I'm, you know, I'm fine with. But the Sofa Score game of the week every single bloody week is Wrexham. Oh, just use flash scores. Don't worry about it. They don't have a game of the week. <laughs> Um, I will say, so we did an announcement last night and we announced it on Twitter, we announced yeah. it on 606 is that we have an upcoming interview with the Cowley Brothers, which I can't wait for yeah. um, it's going to be very, very good. What I will say to any Bradford fans listening is that I texted them back last night and said mm. good luck this week please don't win <laughs> I literally said we need the win this Saturday please just give us this Saturday and then next week you can kick on Yeah, um, but and I can't wait to get that one. Oh, hang on. So are we line. interviewing them the week that we'll see them at Salford? Potentially. <laughs> yeah, either the week we'll see them at Salford or the week after that we'll still see them at Salford. Yeah. We'll, meet, we'll meet up with them at Salford. We're either interviewing them and then meeting them at Salford or we'll meet them at Salford and then interviewing yeah, them. That's good timing. So yeah, um, very, very good timing. And then also... Transfer deadline day, Wednesday the 1st of February. Thursday, Thursday the 1st of February. <laughs> That's exciting. With yeah. live live guests, if you want to come on and be the voice of your club, we'd love to have you on, come yeah. to you as, as and when there's breaking news. In the middle, because it's like Eurovision, About when nothing really long. happened <laughs> for some time. We're having quizzes where you can participate on your own device. Yeah. Um, yeah, I spent. I have a prize arranged. Do you? So I spent I a long 
flight on I can't even remember when it was now one day in the last couple of days doing my quiz which i'm quite proud of well so we're going to play interactive quizzes yeah so you you join using a code on your phone and the quiz displays on your screen and like we'll do it live on here we'll share the screen and then people will put their answers in so we are in partnership with mystery shirts uk mm -hmm. who do the football mystery shirt boxes so when you join the quiz you will join with your name and then a dash and your club and every club all every fan for each club their points will be totaled so mm -hmm. all the bradford fans will be pulled together all the swindon fans will be pulled together whichever club has the most points at the end of the night those fans will then be invited to a playoff <gasps> on dun, another dun, dun. night and the winner of that <laughs> will win a mystery shirt Okay. Oh, that's Box. cool. I was looking at their website the other day. It's very fun. Yes. So I still have here. It's literally right here. So I need to take it over to Barrow. I still have the uh, <laughs> Mystery Shirts Direct. I still have the Barrow shirt here that I'm going to get signed. It's just with everything that's been going on and the, the winter period and the bad weather. And yeah, um, Barrow had away games over the Christmas period. So we're, I'm going to go get that done. And yeah, we'll... Uh, so that's going to be the prize. That it's going to be a mystery shirt box for, and it'll be up to the, the fans. They can vote between them. They can either have a mystery shirt box where it'll include a shirt from their club, but it could mm -hmm. be any shirt from the last fifty years, or if they're happy for it to just be any shirt. Mm -hmm. I quite like it being the shirt from one of the shirts from their club. Mm -hmm. I quite like. Yeah, that, so. I would. I would go for that. I think. Yeah. Um, so that's that's the end. So guys, if you want to take part. Give us a DM, give us a reply on Twitter, Facebook, whatever you're listening or whatever you follow us on. Yeah, use those to get in touch with us. And then on the night when we go live, you'll represent your clubs. You're, you're all, on the night, you're working with the fans of your own club. But then if your club wins that night, you're then against all the fans of your own club. So, beautiful. It's going to be, it's going to be fun. Um, other than that, See you on, everything. on Thursday. Yeah. I'm going to play <laughs> one of the other alternative intro videos oh. as an exit video. Oh, how exciting. Bye, guys. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 